The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny, Sestina, and company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Good evening and welcome to Managing to be Wealthy. I'm Craig Konstantinovich, your host for the night. With me, we have John Sestina and Spencer Hagar. All of us are certified financial planners. Evening, guys. How are we doing today? Can't complain. It's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> John, are you still? That's always good for the weekend. Got us to the weekend. (laughs) Exactly. We had that nice little warm up. You know, got to loosen the bones, loosen the skin a little bit here from uh, the nice winter blast that we had, and get ready for everything that's going to be forthcoming here with the holiday season and whatnot forthcoming. Yeah, we did receive our our lump of coal for Christmas. That is that uh, we're not playing Michigan dice on it. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, unfortunate news here, but I think they said something like 45 players that were on the team tested positive or were quarantining. So, unfortunately, that's kind of the world that we're in at this point. Michigan, yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, yep, again, unfortunately not a whole lot of good news on the Ohio State front, except for they are going to get the chance to actually participate in that Big Ten championship game. So. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'm glad they're uh, adapting to the, the real world that's out there. This fun COVID stuff just seems to continue to impact life on a daily basis. So fingers crossed we get some good news here. And uh, 2021 is what we're starting to turn our calendars towards and look towards. And uh, one of the big things I know everyone's looking forward to is, well, how do I best get ready to travel uh, as soon as I get into this new world of traveling with COVID-19 around? So that's the uh, the theme here. The idea is, hey, we want to take a look at, okay, well, how can you best prepare for travel, get ready for the new year, and, and make sure that you're able to get back to life as normal as much as humanly possible here. So, John, where are your big travel plans, or where do you want to go when uh, things open up? Well, I, it doesn't matter when they open up. I still travel. You know that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, you've been bopping around here and, uh, what, going down to Florida every once in a while, seeing how yeah, things are there? Yeah, we went down to Florida for about 10 days, and... Uh, this uh, our 50th anniversary. We're going to go celebrate uh, in a special place in Canton. So, the Football Hall I, of Fame. I, what's that? I said, are you going to the Football Hall of Fame? No. <laughs> <laughs> I worked with those guys. Remember? Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, a couple of the faces that are in there a little bit more than most. I'm sure. Yeah. And so, Spencer, how about you? Any travel plans? Nothing right now, but uh, I'll tell you what I tell people. I've never flown on a plane before, so I may start off something light, go to Chicago, 30 minutes, hour flight, but, uh, you know, hey, sky's the moon from there. Ooh, Chicago visit. What, what's what got your tickling your fancy in Chicago? I just know it's a short flight, and I'll probably be a little bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the flight jitters will, uh, will certainly wear off quickly. Oh, yeah. And so... Awesome. Well, we got a jam-packed show here tonight for you. But again, the, the main theme here is, hey, how can we get back on track? How can we take a look at, you know, how to get ready and, and get used to this new norm that we're dealing with here and ultimately be flexible with what may come? So the first st- step to doing that is you got to make sure that your plan's on track. I, I know, hey, we are financial planners. So, of course, 
that's going to be the first thing we say. But realistically, this is a year that there may have been a lot of changes. It may have been a job transition. Uh, it may have been just adapting or maybe spending less, able to save more. But I think it's very comfortable to say that for a majority of people, our lifestyle, our expenses this year, they're not the normal. So, okay, let's revisit things. Let's kind of wrap things up. And, and that's where it's always good to take a review and say, okay, where are we at right now in our plan? And, and what do we want to accomplish next year? Uh, so, John, I know typically with the, the planning process, it's always, hey, just kind of get an idea of where we're at. But in your mind, where do you think the best place to start is in, in that big review? Well, you'll be shocked at this, but I would think uh, your cash flow worksheet. Oh, Tony <laughs> is smiling somewhere right now. I know. He's listening <laughs> uh, cyberly, I hope. <laughs> yep, absolutely. But you have to get you have to uh, evaluate your blood pressure, and mm-hmm. your money coming in is your blood pressure. That's, your, that's what you're going to build everything from, is that's the source. Unless you're going to win the lotto or you're going to get an inheritance from a family member of billions of dollars. If you don't have either of those things, you have to plan your life with the resource you have, which is your income. Absolutely. Yep. And and one of the, the best things that I ever learned from you early on was your income. It is what it is. It's not more. It's not less. So you got to be able to live around that. And that's, again, what most people tend to forget is if you're adding up credit card debt, everything else, that could be a, a bad situation to or a bad habit to get into, rather. So you got to make sure that you know exactly where your expenses are going and if you do need to cut back or if you do want to adjust things, figure out what the priorities are, but saving and making sure that you're paying yourself first, that's always the top priority. So in conjunction with that cash flow, make sure that you know exactly where your emergency fund should be, uh, how much is in there and how much ultimately you want to have in there. You know, in case, God forbid, something else were to come up, another situation, hopefully nothing like this, but make sure you're prepared and adaptable to it. Spencer, what else should we be looking at? Well, actually, I was going to stay on that for a second. This is going to be one of my big to-dos come uh, the holiday time, just going through, looking at the cash flow, because I feel like I've even gotten into that kind of slump where if there's a little bit left over at the end of the month, that's okay. I was talking to Steven, you know, frequent host, and he said, "Uh, how many streaming services do you think you have? (laughs) And uh, I'll omit my answer because I honestly felt like I didn't know, and, and he said 15 and once he said that, I said, I need to go through and start tracking this a lot better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you, you think about it, a Amazon Prime, it's a multi-use, but it is a subscription that you have. Mm-hmm. Same thing with some of the other ones that are out there. So it, it's amazing. But yeah, without knowing exactly where the money's going, you're, you're losing the battle already. Yeah, and I was going to say, I, I think we touched on the cash reserve a little bit. But honestly, even if you felt like you had a good hold on a cash reserve before, You know, I've been thinking about a lot recently, and maybe you need to switch the benchmark you had for the old cash reserve. You know, maybe you need to make it the pandemic standard where maybe you're going to be out of work for a couple months. You know, Mm -hmm. anything could happen this year has been insane. Absolutely. Yeah. Good point, because this year it's been about a year you might have been out of work. So very, very important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people underestimate how much they really need to have in cash. So they get used to utilizing maybe a credit card or a couple thousand dollars earmarked in savings. And Again, we're seeing it here. Without some of the big brother assistance that's been offered, that's not going to get you very far. For sure. So, but yeah, so cash flow is where everything starts. And then what's what's next, Spencer? So we've got the cash flow. We we know where things are going. We've got the emergency fund that's locked in. What else should we be looking at? All right. So I'm going to throw out. It may it's related to cash flow. It may not be just for this year, but 
given where we're at, I would look at year-end tax planning. So the second we get through the holidays and move into 2021, if you work with a tax preparer, you work with an accountant, I would send them your year-end pay stub because the last thing you want at this point is to hit April and then get surprised with the tax bill. So definitely hone in on that. Absolutely. That, and then you've also got, for those people that are uh, making their estimated payments along the way, January 15th, on top of all the holiday bills, everything else, it's funny how quickly it sneaks up on us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yep. So definitely year-end tax planning. Uh, and again, w- working with a CPA or a tax professional just to get a good idea on where you are, what opportunities may still be out there. Because again, if you're a small business owner, for example, uh, we had those loans that were created by the CARES Act or the government's response to what's going on in the world with uh, COVID-19. So because of that, again, there may be some tax implications, some other things that you may need to revisit. So certainly that's a good spot. One of the places is, did you get any unemployment income? Mm -hmm. Because guess what? The IRS says, well, if you did, remember me, buddy. I'm your partner. (laughs) (laughs) But, John, didn't I already pay taxes for the money that paid into that program? (laughs) I don't think so, Craig. It's kind of like Social Security. You put it away, it's not deductible, and when you get it, it's taxable. Explain that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. We all know that, hey, every only thing that's certain in life is death and taxes, so taxes are always there. Yeah, John, you're the one who told me not to think logical when it comes to government. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Logically illogical there. Um, oh, goodness. But, yeah, so, again, as you're taking a look at this for the year in or getting ready for 2021, again, outside of cash flow, everything else, make sure that you have a good idea on where the insurance is and the portfolio is as well. Uh, well, we're coming up on a hard break here, guys. Again, don't want to spend too much time on this, but next up, we're going to be talking about travel plans, everything else for the year. So you've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. This is Craig Konstantinovich, your host for the evening here. With me, I've got Spencer Hagar and, and John Sestina. All of us are certified financial planners. Uh, we spent the last segment touching briefly on... Hey, 2020 has been a wild year. What do you need to do or how do you best prepare for what 2021 may look like with this pandemic possibly still staring us in the face? Uh, So we touched on planning, what to review, uh, where things should or should not be. But now I want to kind of turn the page here, guys, because, again, this year, I think we can all admit, for the most part, I know, John, you're the special exception there, but for the most part, people have kept travel pretty much to a bare minimum, if at all. So 2021, people are starting to get angst, or, uh, anxious. rather. They want to get out, get about. So how can you start planning properly for this travel? So, Spencer, I know we had you know, used a, uh, a couple examples here or looked at a couple things recently, but if you're really looking for those, those bargains, those deals, wh- where should we start looking for some of that? Yeah, so there's a lot of websites that do it, and uh, it is pretty strange. You know, I've talked to a lot of individuals recently, and People are starting to get comfortable. They're going to Florida, beaches, and even though they say on the flights down, it's not too packed. It seems on the way back, things are getting fuller and fuller. So, yeah, I would start by looking at, uh, there's a couple good ones. If you're comfortable staying in like a hotel or you got to stay somewhere, you can start looking at things like hotels.com, some of those other options, see if there's any good deals for lodging to start. Absolutely. And everyone always thinks about the the lodging as being, hey, this is where I'm going to be resting. Want to make sure that that's you know, up to a good standard, kept everything clean. Um, but honestly, it all starts with how are we getting down there? 
So looking at like flights. So again, in this day and age, I think my brother came back a, a couple months ago from uh, Colorado and he said he paid $82 for round tickets from Colorado to Ohio. Wow, that's great. It's wild. <laughs> wild out there right now. Well, he's a Marine. He deserves it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but outside of that, for the average Joe, there's a number of other places that are out there, too, to, to look at possible savings on airfare and, and things like that. So some of the websites, I think we've all seen the commercials for Kayak that are out there on the airwaves. Uh, but some of the lesser-known ones, I didn't realize this, but Google's actually got a, a search engine specifically to uh, flights and what may or may not be available and where some of those deals may be. Uh, so you may want to keep your eyes out there. I think everyone's familiar with Googling something at this point. Yeah, they're taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Them and yeah. Apple, neck and neck. Um, but another one that I was unfamiliar with is Airfare Watch. Excuse me, Airfare Watchdog, uh, which actually goes out and allows the 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 search engine itself looks at all available flights that are out there and reports back what's the actual deals that are available there. So uh, definitely want to take a look at that, and then also. If you're maybe not sure where you want to go, you want to be spontaneous, um, but you want to go for, again, a relatively fair expense, one of the better websites that's out there now is Scott's Cheap Flights, which basically just looks at where do we want to go, what tickets are available, and tries to find you the best deal to just spontaneously go somewhere. So, What was that one? Uh, that is Scott's Cheap Flights. So Scott, like the name. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. Why? Do you... Were you uh, thinking of a different Scots there, John? No, I just couldn't. I didn't understand it. So you know, I'm getting old. Sometimes I don't hear well. No, not you. You kidding me? Your age may be a high number, but you you still have the spirit of a young number. So, but yeah. So once we do that, the other things that you want to look for too, and and a lot of the big consumer stores that are out there, like Sam's Club, Costco. I know I've gone on record a couple times talking about it, but uh, my wife and I a couple years ago when we went over to Italy. We actually booked everything, hotels, excursions, flights. We booked everything through Costco, had their premium membership, so we got that nice 2% back on that. Um, but honestly, it, it was a seamless flight, a seamless transition, um, easiest trip that I've been on in quite some time. So definitely we recommend you take a look there. Was that the time we had to send out the Royal Canadian Mounted Police search <laughs> for you and her? No, no, that was a different time, John, okay? We can't be telling everyone about that story, oh, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, how have you been looking at you know possibly saving a few shekels here or there on on traveling? Actually, I'm not as dedicated as you are on that. Uh, I'm pretty much uh, committed to a couple of airlines, uh, Southwest and Delta, mm -hmm. and so I choose them and just uh, whatever they're charging, I live with. Okay. I like the points. I like the credit. And, you know, I love the. Especially on a Delta, they still have a first class, mm -hmm. and you know that the plane is clean, and that all that stuff is important to me. Absolutely. Yeah, those, those are the big factors, and I know there's a lot of people that are uh, live and die by Southwest in particular, so I uh, definitely understand that. But shouldn't use the word die. You're right. You're right. Excuse <laughs> me. That live and may not live by Southwest. So <laughs> remember they just took back those 737, so Right. Right. So now we got to, you know, get a little bit closer. Maybe those middle seats aren't going to be, you know, as able to be skipped over anymore, all that fun stuff. There was a couple words in that last part right there that made me think uh saving a few shekels Airbnb, so coincidence their stock just went public, so that's mm -hmm. uh, one thing, but I know a lot of people try and save money with the Airbnbs, but 
you know, I'm interested to see how that works out because I'm sure a lot of people, just like hotels, will probably be a little bit concerned about it being clean, right? Yeah, yeah. We've uh, my wife and I, we actually did a couple, you know, smaller trips out and things like that using an Airbnb here uh, during the pandemic. And in all honesty, I mean, the, the cleaning fee was a little bit more, but for the most part, you know, everyone else still seemed to be willing and, and able to open up the homes or open up the locations and, and be able to get some people in. So it seemed to work out okay. That's a beautiful thing. I definitely keep an eye out for that then if you're traveling. Yeah, yeah. So Airbnbs are one of the other big ones is VRBO. Uh, that's, a, a again, another vacation rental service. Uh, and you can find all sorts of locations and places for that. So uh, could certainly be there. And probably the one that's been hit the most, though, cruises. Cruises definitely have uh, not gotten the best rap and unfortunately have not had a lot of good experiences here during this pandemic. Uh, but a lot of people are, have been deferring those trips into 2021 and beyond. Um, but if you're still looking for some deals, cruisecompete.com. That one allows you to go out, actually shop different travel packages, different ideas that may be out there. And again, this ties back into that first segment. We're bringing these ideas up or bringing these websites up because you should have already gone through, looked at your, your living expenses for the past year and said, okay, I know how much that I can budget for a trip, an excursion, something like that this year. So we're giving you the tools then to say, hey, I know this is my budget. Here's the places I would like to go. Let me see if I can find that place that ties into that actual budget that I've set for it. I know, John, it's not necessarily a budget, but that cash flow, but... um it can be a very daunting task if you start looking or wishing for a trip, maybe you don't have the cash to cover it, right? Well, you definitely need to plan how much you're willing to spend mm -hmm. on anything, and a trip is the same thing. I know you're rewarding yourself in your mind, but still, the reward has a cost, and you have to measure that cost in your budget. Absolutely. Yep, and maybe the last important piece here with uh, with the travel side of things is travel insurance. And I know we've done uh, or touched on this in several, several shows here. So if you ever get a chance, uh, again, visit our website, managingtobewealthy.com. Uh, we've got a, a full podcast library in there. You can search for anything like that. But travel insurance is definitely something, given this pandemic, uh, that you should consider. And right now, one of the best options that's out there, Square Mouth. So square, like the shape, mouth. Uh, that allows you to compare all sorts of plans, see what's covered, what's not covered, uh, identify areas where maybe, hey, you know, if we one of us were to test positive for the virus and we needed to quarantine, maybe we could defer that trip to another time. This would allow you to kind of walk through and see exactly, okay, what is covered and is not covered. Well, guys, I, I know we uh, spent, spent a good amount of time beating that up here, but definitely uh, coming up on another hard break here. Uh, so again, listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. This is your host, Craig Konstantinovich, and with me tonight, Spencer Hagar and John Sestina. We've been talking about what the world may look like for you post-2020 here, so how to best reset your plan, how to look at possible travel deals that may be out, out there to fit within your budget, but we know that every single person's plan is unique and, and definitely needs special attention, sometimes with a CFP professional. 
So if you're out there thinking to yourself, man, I think 2021 is a year to actually get some assistance, feel free to contact us at managingtobewealthy.com or call us directly at 614-326-3077. Be able to schedule a complimentary consultation meeting with the CFP, CFP professional to be able to go through your specific plan, your planning needs, and what it may look like to to work together and help you achieve your long-term financial goals. Well, guys, I know we, we get this a lot, but one of the big things is when someone retires, a lot of times they think, okay, I've got all the free time in the world, may have this urge or this sensation, maybe I'm better to go somewhere else other than where I've been living for the past X number of years. So, John... Should I move or should I stay put in retirement? Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you, <laughs> mister. Well, let's see. Should I move? Well, Bobby and I have talked about it. And, you know, there's several challenges when you decide to move. If you have a house, you're going to have to do something about that house. But more importantly, you're going to have to have somewhere to move into. So mm-hmm. if you're going to move. The first thing to consider is your residence. And do you want to live in Florida and want that village place? Or do you want to live in a condo in Columbus? Or uh, do you want to go to another state that you think you've been enjoying all your life and you think, now I have the time to enjoy it? Do the fishing or hunting or whatever you love to do. Mm -hmm. And the truth is there's so much to think about before you actually move. I mean, do you have grandkids in Ohio? And if you do, how are they going to visit you? Are you going to pay the airfare for the whole family of 12 to come down and visit you? 12? 12, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, your family's expanded a little bit there, John. Well, I'm trying to keep your attention. (laughs) So how are they going to get there? How how often are they going to visit? And the truth will be that if you move, they will see you less than you see them now. So that's a big deal. What about your friends? Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes uh, that's a bigger issue than even your family. Or what about all the volunteering you've been doing, the clubs you belong to, the bowling league, the whatever? And what's going to happen if you move to a new place? So, yeah, you can start all over again, but are you up for, up to it? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I always think of this question as being pretty abstract just because, you know, I'm a, I'm a long way from retirement. And I think that's what you were driving at there, John, just kind of the broad question, you know, what do you envision lifestyle and retirement looking like? And I often wonder if this is one of those topics where you should wait, you know, one to three years into retirement just to really get a feel for it, see what you do to pass the time and really enjoy yourself. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think you do need to get used to it. Uh, One to three years into retirement may be a little long. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to prepare a bit before retirement. For example, if you're going to stay in your house, does it have some long-term repairs needed? And if so, you better do them before you retire. Uh, if not, you know, one to three years, well, that's fine. But it's, it's a good deal to go somewhere that you think you want to live and rent a place down there, spend three months down there and get a feel for it, wherever that is. You look at Florida right now, there's 2,000 people a day moving to Florida. Can you believe that? <laughs> no. I don't, I don't blame not that. To, yeah, not to Florida. I knew there was a mass exodus from California here recently, but... Yeah, Florida's getting 2,000 people a day. So Texas is getting 1,000 people a day. Yep. And no wonder, you know, the big thing is they're smart enough to know, well, golly, there's no state income tax there. Absolutely. Now, there are other, t- other taxes you have to be aware of, but for the most part, there are no state income tax. And for some people, 
that lack of state income tax will pay the mortgage on their new place or buy them a new car that they could have at the new place. Who knows what? So you go there and you rent and you get a neighborhood because that's a big deal. What's it like in that neighborhood? Are there a bunch of little kids running around to drive you crazy or make you happy? Uh, Is it close to all the places you like to shop? Can you get used to all that stuff? How about the traffic? Yeah. Uh, I love Florida, but I want to tell you what, the traffic is something bad. <laughs> and it's getting worse with 2,000 a day. So right. I mean, they've been building condos on curb corners. You know, you just can't find a place. Absolutely. They're not building something. So busy, busy, busy. Check yep. that out. Yeah, yeah, and I know one of the other things we've heard from uh, several planners or that we've talked about with others has been, you know, not only just go down there and stay for three months or or longer possibly and rent a place, but also while you're still working, choose different points in time throughout the course of the year to go down there. You know, like Florida, for instance, like you were saying, John, hurricane season's a real thing. It can be nasty for some people, and it can be not so nasty for others, but if you haven't gone down there and been familiar with what that may be like, that could be a big lifestyle adjustment that you're just not prepared for. Correct. Um, not only that, but then, again, knowing the different seasons, the pros and cons to what may or may not be available, the restaurants that you like to go through, all those different things, all of a sudden you, you think you've asked just a very simple question, hey, should I stay or should I go? And all of a sudden it becomes that much more of a domino effect of, well, what other things should I consider? Well, for example, uh, I've thought of Costa Rica a lot, beautiful place. They have a lot of fine qualities, good education, good health system, etc. But the only problem that I know of them is they have mosquitoes the size of pigs. <laughs> <laughs> and when they fly and bite you, man, you're going to lose your arm. Yeah, that. I mean, uh, the size of a pig, i, I got to make sure I'm walking around in body armor at that point. Well, the truth is, the, can you live with all the bugs? Yeah. That's even in Florida. Can Absolutely. You live with uh, possible mold. Can you live with uh, the alligators that are crawling around nowadays? How about the big boas, the uh, Burma boas that got loose? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on that you may have to be aware of. Yeah, John, I think you just turned me off to Costa Rica forever. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes and mosquitoes. Spencer's out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing to consider, too, and I know we, we've touched on this before as well, but the insurance side of things. You know, whether it's going to be a permanent move or if you're going to be truly having that snowbird flexibility, one of the biggest areas that often goes overlooked is what kind of insurance adjustments may I have from the home as well as possibly the auto insurance. And if I have it, and usually we should, the umbrella policy. So definitely want to make sure that you're, you're talking to your agent about that. And like you had said, John, even the tax planning side of things establishing residency is a, a very important piece that often goes overlooked. It does, and their, their, their taxes may be slightly different. For example, in Ohio, the way we pay license taxes is a flat fee. You go to Florida, it's based on the weight of your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it's pretty hefty. Absolutely, and you take a look at some of the other things too, the sales tax. You know, If you take that into effect here, um, in Ohio at least, it's much less of an impact than if you go down to, say, Florida or Texas, since that's how they get their tax revenue. That's uh, definitely a bigger piece in the budget at that point. Well, and property taxes are higher in both those states Mm -hmm. than they are in Ohio. So there's a lot to look at, and you can't just rush down, oh, boy, I feel good. And that's why you should test it even before you retire. Exactly. Yeah, get familiar with the landscape, so to speak. 
Spencer, anything else on the insurance front that comes to your mind? I would just say the last thing is if you are going to buy a second home and maybe it's, you know, Ohio and then you bought one in Florida or you bought one in, you know, California, um, maybe if you think the liability coverage in Florida and your house there is good, maybe even double that or pad it up more because if you're going to be gone from the property for three months at a time and you're not there to see the damage when it takes place, it could be worse than you think. Absolutely. Yeah, and even in some instances that claim may be, may be denied. Uh, well, we're coming up on another hard break here, guys. Again, you've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. I'm your host tonight, Craig Konstantinovich, and with me I have Spencer Hagar and John Sestina. All of us are certified financial planners. We started off the show talking about how to basically hit the reset button, get prepared for what 2021 may look like, especially in this COVID environment that we're in. Touched on travel, what you may or may not be expecting, how to make it fit within the budget. In last segment, we touched a little bit further on, okay, well, let's say you are in that retirement phase and considering going into maybe the snowbird lifestyle or having multiple homes, what things to consider or how maybe best to approach that. Well, now, Spencer, we unfortunately have one of the most daunting things that's out there and often overlooked. What happens if we live in a state and there's estate taxes or inheritance taxes to deal with? Yeah, this is a fun one or a little bit daunting. Yeah. Uh, honestly, this is one of those topics that I feel like I've, uh, I've really missed the boat. So, uh, Estate taxes, a little bit of background. It's pretty self-explanatory. If you pass, your estate could be taxable depending on how much you're valued when you pass with. So a lot of people got used to how nice it's been the past couple of years. On the federal tax side, it's $11.5 million or a little bit over that per person. So if you're married, you pass, it's up to $22 million. So a lot of people haven't had to worry about it. In Ohio, we don't have a state estate tax. A lot of other states do, though, so you got to really plan ahead because – you know, to make it in retirement nowadays, a lot of people do have into the millions of dollars when they're moving into that time of life. Absolutely. Yeah, so John... And one, one to pay attention to that uh, most people don't know is an inheritance tax. Mm-hmm. And that's different from a estate tax. The estate, as you said, Spencer, is the value of what you left behind. And the inheritance tax is what you received. There used to be New Jersey, thank God they changed it, had both taxes. Mm-hmm. So be prepared for those things. Absolutely. Yeah, and that can be a, a big piece. And again, we, we've got several shows or, or other podcasts that are available that specifically touch on this topic much more in depth. So by all means, wherever you listen to podcasts, look for Managing to be Wealthy. Again, I'm sure you'll be able to find at least one, if not several, recordings on it. But uh, to kind of get the ball rolling here, so the first one that they mentioned was Connecticut. In Connecticut, estate tax, 10 to 12%. Doesn't seem like a whole heck of a lot, but when you start looking at it, anything that's above that $5.1 million mark for the estate tax exemption, you're all of a sudden going to be taxed at 10%, all the way up to 12% possibly of that money, which means that's less money you inherit. Not necessarily a great place to be in, but that's where when you're talking about or when you're looking at your estate, Work with an, an attorney, work with an estate tax professional or an estate planning professional 
to make sure that you know what your state may entail. Because if not, we're just going to be grasping at straws and hopefully taking a look at, okay, well, what other options may be out there? How could I possibly minimize my estate? So, Spencer, who else out there may be a uh, culprit of these scary estate taxes? Yeah, I got to touch on Massachusetts. So I actually was talking to a couple individuals about this recently. They have pretty much the lowest limit, uh, depending on the stipulations around it. But in Massachusetts, if you pass with an estate of a million dollars, the estate tax could be anywhere from 0.8% to 16%. This is one of those conversations where it's already hard to get people to want to talk about estate planning, meet with an attorney, talk about what you're going to do when you pass. (laughs) And then on top of that, we got to start talking taxes on top of it. Mm -hmm. Well, and remember, that could be a million dollars could be your life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, a million dollars is uh, certainly not necessarily the stretch that a lot of people think about anymore yeah and this is one of those topics where it's like anything with taxes you got to pay your fair share it is what it is the law is the law but there are some opportunities when you meet with attorneys there's still tools out there where you can try and mitigate some of the tax implications at least on what we know today Um, but yeah one of the other ones that we had so as john had mentioned inheritance tax so you're not the person that passed but you're one of the people that receives money The next one of the biggest culprits for that is the state of Iowa. In the state of Iowa, there is no exemption amount for this. So anytime anyone passes, you're looking at anywhere from 5 to 15% of what's inherited that's actually going to be considered taxable. That, that that adds up quick. Yeah, and this is a strange one, too, It's uh, because it does say there's no kind of baseline for it, but usually it does depend on who's inheriting the money, but I mean, 5 to 15% on what's already been earned, you know, it's brutal. It is. And again, we like you said, Spencer, it's all about paying your fair share, everything else, but this is where that planning comes into play, because if we maybe set up some trusts, or if we have businesses, and we have family-limited partnerships, or transfer on death, there may be other ways where you could work around paying all of that into that that tax amount. But again, we got to work with the, those professionals, bounce ideas off of them, and develop the best strategy given what our estate includes. Yeah. And, and I'll say this, I don't want to get too much into the weeds or limited to nine minutes on this segment, but two kind of popular ones with the trust, one's called a credit shelter trust. That one can help out on the state estate tax side. Um, I'll leave that to the attorney to explain it to you, but if you're listening to this and it sounds like something that could apply to you, credit shelter trust, keep that one in the back of your mind. And another one to kind of tie into what John said, a lot of people don't think about the fact that life insurance gets included in your estate. So there are some different trusts on that end too, where you can try and move some life insurance, avoid paying a high estate tax as well. Absolutely. And again, like we said, every single time that it comes to any kind of estate tool, that you may want to utilize, you definitely need to have a a good professional in your back pocket to walk through it because these are all simply ideas. I mean, there's pros and cons to this, and without knowing your specific situation, we could talk about this credit shelter trust, but it may not make any sense for you given what you have in your plan. Um, Another example and one that used to be a big favorite was an irrevocable trust. Uh, That basically allows the person that sets it up to put out specific guidelines on how money should or should not be distributed to their beneficiaries. Now, they're not the person that puts the money in, the grantor, as they're called. They're not allowed to benefit from those trusts in most instances. However, it allows you to have the quote-unquote power beyond the grave where you can actually dictate where the money goes, how quickly it's spent, 
all those kind of things. Now, that's usually um, specific to trust in general. However, with this irrevocable trust, it actually removes the assets that you fund that trust with from your estate. So if you're worried about estate taxes, that could be a great way to actually get things set up. However, once that trust is in place, I won't say it's impossible, but it is extremely difficult to make amendments or adjustments to that kind of a trust. So again, nothing needs to be taken lightly here. All things need to be considered, and working with that professional helps there. Yeah, and this one... Oh, John's back. All right, be sure you... you, Stay light on your feet and pay attention to the tax laws. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been talk that the tax laws are going to change dramatically, uh, and if they do, one of the proposals is to reduce the exemption, the federal exemption, far back to, to where it was many years ago. That's far below the 11 million. Absolutely, yeah, and even with the the current uh, laws that are in place, everything's set to uh, sunset. Come 2026, I think. Is that right, Spencer? Yeah, that sounds about right. So even this nice, robust estate tax exemption amount that we have is even set to go away under current law. Well, guys, here we are, quickly upcoming on the end of the show here. Uh, Again, plenty of great information here. Uh, As always, if there's ever any questions or anything that any listeners would like to uh, hear on the next podcast, by all means, reach out to us. Visit our website, managingtobewealthy.com, and we'll be able to go from there. So you've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610. WTVN.